One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I'm Courtney Eck. And it's Courtney's night tonight. Yeah, and I'm fully vaxxed. No, I'm half vaxxed. And yes. I'm, my arm hurts and I'm a little bit tired. Woo, I know. But I'm, I'm fully vaxxed. vaxxed. I know, we're vaxxed sisters over here, you guys. Yep, get it. Put it in Are, your arm. Seriously. It hurts like a motherfucker after the fact. Worth it. For some people, you yep. never know. Yep. Yep, do it. It's not that bad. I got my second dose about a week ago. Kind of made me feel like garbage for about 24 hours, and then I was totally fine, and I don't have to worry about COVID. Please go get your vaccine. Yeah, do it. And uh, you know what you do have to worry about? Murder. Yeah, maybe get murdered. That's still on the table. If you get your vaccine, then it's more time to worry about getting murdered. Yeah, let's get just set your priorities, and in the meantime... I'm going to tell you the terrible tale that is the mysterious death of Paulette Jabara. So Paulette Jabara was born in Mexico City, Mexico, and was born prematurely at just 25 weeks, which put her right on the cusp, but when it came to her survival out of the womb, as being born any sooner would almost guarantee she wouldn't make it. Yeah, 25 weeks is incredibly early. Yeah. Doctors didn't think she would survive such a premature birth but she fought through and did survive, but did encounter several medical issues and setbacks in her short life. Her parents were told she would probably never learn to walk or talk, but once again, she overcame and learned to do both in a limited capacity. She was able to walk with assistance and was learning to communicate verbally one word at a time. So she could say like dad, mom, dog, those kinds of things. Her early birth left her pretty physically and developmentally disabled, which required a great deal of physical therapy and doctor's appointments, as well as constant supervision, assistance, and she had to be administered a fair amount of medication. Luckily, Paulette's parents, Lizette and Mauricio, were fairly well off and were able to afford nannies to help care for the children and keep the house to relieve some of the pressure of having a child who required constant care. Did you say how many kids they have? Two. Okay. I did not, but they have two. Okay. Paulette was described as an angelic child, very sweet and eager to please, so her family loved her desperately and were happy to provide her whatever she needed to thrive. 
On the weekend leading up to March 22, 2010, Paulette was four years old and went on a trip with her father and seven-year-old sister, while her mother took a separate trip to Los Cabos with her friend. The family reconvened that Sunday the 21st at their home around 9 p.m., and the parents were called putting their daughters to bed soon after. The next morning, the nannies, who happened to be sisters, arrived and got the oldest daughter ready for school and took her to the bus stop at around 7 a.m. At around 8 a.m., the nannies went to wake up Paulette to start her routine to prepare to go to kindergarten, but when they approached her bed to wake her, she was nowhere to be found. This was immediately alarming as Paulette couldn't move very far without assistance, so was unable to get herself out of bed independently, and no one had helped her yet that day. Wow. The nannies proceeded to search every inch of her bedroom, followed by the rest of the apartment and surrounding area, including speaking to their neighbors, but Paulette had completely vanished. Wow. When the building security guards confirmed that they hadn't seen her come or go, the nannies called Lisette and Mauricio to come home, and the authorities were called. So they were, everybody came home from the trip, right? Correct. Yes. And then, But then they went to work in the morning? Yep. So they got okay. home around 9 p.m. The girls went to bed. The nannies showed up on schedule, I'm assuming, at, you know, 5.36 in the morning. Parents were already off to work. And okay. they got the eldest daughter to the bus and then went to start the routine with Paulette. Vanished. <laughs> yeah. A forensics team was immediately dispatched to the home with search dogs and found absolutely no sign of a struggle, forced entry, or foul play. CCTV footage didn't show any sign of the child leaving the building, and the family lived above the ground level so she wouldn't have been able to safely escape through a window, especially with her limited mobility. The family also had a couple of dogs, which hadn't alerted to any trespassers at any point, and none of the family or the nannies recalled any strange sounds during the night or morning leading up to Paulette's disappearance. She seemed to have simply vanished off the face of the earth. Wow. Unfortunately, the family's home was never really treated as a proper crime scene, and countless people entered the home, used the restroom, and generally contaminated the scene within the first hours and days of her going missing. That always blows me away. There have been other cases like that where... Somebody goes missing and they're like, eh, bring them all in. Didn't just... happen here. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. That's not, that's not cool. Well, and it doesn't take that many people to search a home. You know, no. you're not looking for a serial killer. You're looking for a child. Right. You know, either there or she's not there. You don't need bazillions of people to come through and stomp all around. You can no. secure it while thoroughly searching. Luckily, her parents had the resources to go above and beyond in finding Paulette and paid for billboards to be hung on overpasses throughout the city with her photos and description and did as many interviews as they could line up to get the word out. So real quick, with all the footage available, did they see her come home with her parents? That's a good question, but I'm uh, no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good question. That would be my first thought. They just never brought her home. On the trip or whatever, right? Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I just don't know who to be suspicious of yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang hang on for dear life. Okay. I will. Lizette immediately suspected Paulette had been kidnapped as kidnappings for ransom are a common occurrence in Mexico, 
but there was no ransom note left behind and no phone calls demanding money in exchange for their daughter. The authorities also launched a massive manhunt to try to find the young girl, which would spark some controversy, as it was the first time the attorney general of the state had become involved and put so many resources behind a kidnapping, despite it happening so frequently in the country. Hmm. Residents claimed the only reason her case was being taken so seriously was because the family was rich. The LA Times reported that, quote, the story was more captivating than a drug war and received more attention than a recent earthquake. Lizette began allowing people into their home for interviews on the 27th of March, and she allowed multiple crews to interview her on her daughter's bed in hopes of appealing to anyone who had any information on her whereabouts. These interviews began to arouse suspicions in some people as Lizette's behavior was a little bizarre, and she said questionable things like, quote, even if she lost Paulette, she still had her other daughter. Oh, no. Don't say that on television. <laughs> uh, no. No, and, no, no. There's a lot of controversy about Lizette's behavior. I mean, we'll talk a lot more about it, but God help me if I ever have to go on television when I'm in a state of shock and try to say things and not sound like a total psychopath. Right. You no, know what I, I mean? I talk in a microphone on a regular basis and not shocked or traumatized and sound like a psychopath. So yeah, <laughs> I would just no, say it's so, impossible. I would, I would say stupid shit and positive. Yes. Yeah, well, and, and when you're under the microscope like that, forget about yeah. it. Doesn't even really matter. Yeah. yeah. You could act, quote unquote, perfectly. Right. And people would still think you did it. Yeah, they'd rip you apart and take things out of context. It's very easy to do. A week after Paulette's disappearance, on the 30th of March, police brought her parents and nannies into custody for lengthy questioning as both parents had been acting strangely and they began to find inconsistencies between the stories of the parents and the nannies. Apparently, Lizette and Mauricio had originally told police that they'd been the ones to discover that she was missing and search the home and surrounding area when it had actually been the nannies. The nannies also claimed that when they'd returned from searching the building in the neighborhood, Lizette had been calmly drinking a cup of coffee and smoking a cigarette, Mauricio had also seemed very calm and unconcerned for someone whose child was missing. They also learned that the parents hadn't even been the ones to call the police. Mauricio had called his sister and mentioned that Paulette was missing, and his sister had been the one to alert the authorities. Mm-mm. I so don't ever understand that. I know, it's so many cases we've covered where I'm just going to call the neighbor and ask them to check on my well, wife who's having that, a psychotic break or something. I feel like it's in a podcast I've listened to or something. They've talked about how that's a common... Oh, I think it's John Benet Ramsey. They talk about that a lot, mm-hmm. how the dad like called his brother or somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who, but it's a way of like putting the suspicion somewhere else. So he doesn't have to act surprised or worried on the phone call or right. Even, like, they're just sort of shifting the storyline off of themselves. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. read that that's yeah. something. So if the guy's guilty, you know, he's part of this. Uh-huh. He's calling his sister first so that then she'll call the police so that... Right. She's the one making you know. that initial contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that that works very well, guys. No. We did it. Just call the police. <laughs> no. Well, looks she, your child is missing. You don't... I, I mean, okay, I go into my child's bedroom and one of them is gone. I'm not going to call my sister first. I'm not going to call you first. 
No, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Your child missing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to f- like fa- found. How do you say that? Like found a police station. I'm going to build it. Yes, on the spot. I'm going to <laughs> yes assemble a force myself. Yes, I'm going to do whatever I, the most strong thing is that you can. I'll do just be outside, like ripping the siding off of my house to make sure they're not in the walls or something. You know, like I'd exactly panic. Yes. Yes. The nannies also claimed that they were aware of some financial struggles the family was having and that they'd heard they could no longer afford to live in their apartment. So police began to wonder if it could have been the motive to murder their daughter, considering she required such expensive care. There were also claims that the couple's marriage was failing, that they fought constantly, and that the mother hadn't actually been with a friend the weekend before Paulette went missing but had, in fact, been with a lover. Mm-hmm. Saw that coming. Mm-hmm. A psychologist was brought in by police to evaluate the couple, and they reported that Lizette seemed to lack any ability to experience empathy. At During all. Her, at all. Uh, I mean, okay. It's, uh, I should have prefaced this entire story with uh, just about anything you can find on the case has been translated. So... Mm-hmm. It's a little mushy, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm reading even the Wikipedia and stuff. I'm like, I don't think that's a perfect translation. So, right. I think there's a. I think it was a very highly dramatized case, highly dramatized case. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's hard to know what's true and what's not. And yeah, I mean, there's just so many factors, but the the translation being one thing. So, as far as like the, I read literally everything there is available about this and watch some YouTube videos and things too, just to make sure that my timeline wasn't totally jacked, but it's all like a little bit mushy as a result. Mm -hmm. During her interviews with the psychologist and the police, she was reported to be anxious, angry, combative, and frequently lashed out at authorities. Mauricio was also very defensive, remained very reserved and was somewhat unwilling to discuss the case with the police. One day later, on March 31st, Paulette's body was actually found. Paulette's bed had been specifically designed to look like a ship and had four posts at each end of the bed. Mm-mm. Apparently, she was found by an officer and she was wedged between the mattress and those posts under her covers and the smell of her decomposing body was what alerted them to her presence at the foot of the bed. What? Yes. Nine days after she, or seven days, nine days after she went missing. They didn't take the mattress off the bed frame? Oh, they did. About 20 zillion times. And I'll tell you all about it. Okay. I was like, that is a shit ass search. I'm sorry. <laughs> this whole case me. is just, uh, yeah. Yeah. This discovery was extremely strange, as countless people had been in the room, had searched the bed in the surrounding area, and there was tons of footage of her mother sitting on the bed while giving interviews, as well as taped reenactments of the nannies making the bed as they led authorities through their process of searching for the child leading up to the discovery of her body. It's reported that over 100 police officers had entered and searched the room over the week that she'd been missing. So many people. And somehow every last one of them missed her decomposing body at the foot of the bed. Quote, a team of three forensic experts entered Paulette's room at 2 a.m. and walked to the bed and began taking measurements, loudly stating its characteristics and recording their activities on video. This is the night she was found. 
At one point, one of them declares twice that Paulette was, quote, severely beaten to death. And a few minutes after, the forensic expert to his right removes the bed's blankets to reveal two large bloodstains. One of them as big as an adult's head. What? The same man walks to the front of the bed and with the help of another forensic expert, removes all the sheets to reveal Paulette's corpse, partially hidden on one side of the mattress. What is happening? I know. Although the local so, authorities... I'm sorry. I'm, Go ahead. I don't mean... I'm just Go. wanting to make sure I got it right. So this is... They're filming this as they know her body's there, or are they just happening to discover it? Like they're searching again. So this is the video that they released to the media, but we'll get to it in a moment. There is speculation that this was a reenactment of the discovery of her body. Okay. So, so everything about this case is shady. Wow. <laughs> it's so fucking shady. Yeah. But these were actual authorities, but they don't know for sure if they, this was the original videotape, but it seems very unlikely that this was the original videotape. It seems much more likely that they kind of staged this video to show their actions. What, like yeah, what happened? Exactly. Was yes, it really exactly. her body yes. that they were showing in the video? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's so strange. Extremely strange. Extremely okay. strange. Okay. And I'm also having a hard time picturing the bed. So is it like... It's bit, just a bed. Uh, yeah. But it's shaped like a boat with... Mm, kind of. I mean, that's what how it was described. I think it's just a bed. It's a... I'll post pictures of it too, but it's just a child's bed with sort of a more elaborate design you know like there but it's essentially just a bed with a frame and kind of four posts like thin posts that come out of the top and then the bottom how high are the posts to the ceiling kind of thing and is there kind of looks like a bunk bed okay the headboard is just four posts so it's kind of like a um a post uh what's the what are those called a not a chandelier bed um like a four poster bed yeah like a canopy bed with just kind of very but it looks like a bunk bed and then it just looks like there are these four sticks essentially coming out of the bottom and the top of the bed that would hold something over it and they found her body between the mattress and the bed footboard okay yep and then yes then all of a sudden the police pull the blankets back and they find pools of blood in her body yes after supposedly a hundred officers have searched the bed already. Correct. And how how far away from her disappearance are we? A week. Okay. And so they think that if the body, big old fat if, the body had been there the entire time, that the bo- the pools of blood were just from her decomposition, not from okay. uh, like an attack or murder. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. But still, yeah. like how... In the world, did you miss it? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like uh, I'm on track. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I appreciate you slowing things down because, yeah, like I said, it's hard to know what's true and there's a fuck ton of weird information and everybody's shady. So yeah, it's good okay. for us to go over every point as they Pick come Pick it up. apart a little. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sounds so Correct. strange. So to your point... Although the local authorities gave the video to the press as a document to prove how the body was found, there are several doubts about its authenticity. Most experts agree that it's a reenactment, not a real-time event, 
which may explain how one of the forensic experts could know that Paulette was beaten before any evidence was found. It would also explain the placement of the camera and the position of the forensic experts in the exact place to be sure to show all of the elements to the public. Hmm. Yeah, like they wouldn't take her body out, realize she had been beat, and then put it back for a reenactment? I mean, I'm assuming that they were like, oh, we should put this on film. Okay. You know, maybe they found her and then thought, oh, we should film this and show them exactly what just happened. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Okay. They wouldn't remove a child's body from a scene and then, or would they? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Her death was initially ruled a homicide, but the attorney general very strangely and very suddenly switched his ruling to accidental death before an autopsy was done without any evidence to back up his ruling. No, no, no. That's not, that's not how we do things. <laughs> Nope. Quote, in the video prepared by the investigators and leaked to the public, one voice is heard saying, quote, she was severely beaten while examining the stained sheets. However, the statement was almost immediately refuted by the attorney general. He claimed that, quote, Paulette had died accidentally due to, quote, mechanical asphyxia due to obstruction of the nasal cavities and thorax abdominal compression. An autopsy later revealed that Paulette slept with a, quote, orthopedic cloth over her mouth, which was placed every night to prevent her from sleeping with her mouth open, that her body was not manipulated after her death, and that she had eaten food at least five hours before her death. Hmm. Quote, the body had two segments of rectangular adhesive cloth in vertical position on both cheeks, in addition to signs of a blow to the left elbow and knee. Despite the notes of the blows to the elbow and knee, the official findings said there were no signs of physical or sexual violence. The autopsy also established that her death occurred between five and nine days before the analysis was made, establishing she could have died from the first day. The official report also said that there was no sign of drugs in her system that would have rendered her unconscious before her death. The conclusion was that Paulette, quote, by her own means moved on the bed and accidentally fell headlong into a space at the foot of her bed where she died of asphyxiation and subsequently remained there unnoticed for nine days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ultimately they claim that a child with limited mobility managed to turn her body perpendicular to how she'd fallen asleep, rolled the entire length of the bed under the blankets somehow fell between the very limited space between the mattress and the foot posts and was unable to untuck the blankets surrounding her and asphyxiated as a result. Wow. No. <laughs> no. Well, no. And the nannies didn't see her. And I think it's every office. parent's 3 a.m. worst nightmares that your child's yeah. just going to, like, figure out how to put themselves into a terrible position where they can't breathe. Yeah. Like, we've all been there, but no. Yes. And then disappear, yeah. and then you just sit on her bed and have interviews for a week and don't well, notice. I, I, she's oh, four. And it's even, yeah, there's even there's just so many more details coming up. But yeah, I could understand maybe rolling off to the side in like some sort of freaky wedge accident yeah. where your IKEA bed falls on top of you or something. Sure. But you don't turn sideways, roll all the way mm-hmm. down under your covers. Like that's physically sort of impossible even you know if your right. blankets and p- sheets are tucked in around you you can't just like th- anyway yeah no and i'm thinking i have a three-year-old who's the size of a four-year-old and for him to 
get wedged in a bed where I wouldn't be able to see him. Yes. It's impossible. Very impossible. Yeah, like, no, let's not. No. I keep thinking about playing. The boys love to play. They call it bandit game, which is basically just elaborate hide and seek. And I keep thinking about how, like, we frequently hide under their covers. Their bed will be unmade and we'll just, like, try to lay really flat, you know, and Mm -hmm. hide under the covers. And you can immediately tell. Yes. If there's a human being, even a teeny tiny human being under those covers. Anyway. So as I mentioned before, the attorney general made this ruling that her death had been an accident before her official autopsy was even complete. And it later came to light that the attorney general and Mauricio were close friends. Mm -hmm. And the attorney general had been one of the people who'd searched the bed and surrounding area when she was initially reported missing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. God. He also began confusing the case by changing his story as he presented evidence, he began spreading misinformation, and he became adamant that Lizette was to blame for Paulette's death without having any evidence to support his claims. Cool. That's Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, it's really cool. And politicians just blatantly lie about deaths of children. Mm -hmm. His behavior began to arouse the suspicions of the public as his erratic claims and conclusions weren't matching those of other authorities and weren't supported by actual evidence. Right. So luckily people started to catch on that he was being a little bit weird mm-hmm. and a little bit inaccurate. And by a little bit, I mean extremely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Paulette was buried on April 6th. And in another very strange turn of events, Lizette and her side of the family attended the funeral, but Maurizio and his family members were absent. Wow. It's not really known if they weren't aware or weren't allowed to attend, but it's still very strange that only Lizette and her loved ones were present. The only thing that I could find that explained it was that there was a, quote, agreement or some sort of agreement. Hmm. But that's fucking weird. Right. And no, and they hadn't been on the outs up until this point. So, well, they had been fighting. There was there were rumors that their relationship was deteriorating. But still, if your child went mysteriously missing and then ended up dead and go to the funeral. You go to the funeral, even if yeah. you have, if you're like having the worst divorce of all time, you get, you get over it, you brush it off and you go to your kid's fucking funeral and your family goes to your kid's funeral, yep. you know, more strange information about the investigation also started to come out. Originally, it was reported that there had been an extremely thorough search of the home and bedroom, but after Paulette's body was found, it was reported that officers had been initially dispatched to check for signs of a struggle or forced entry But when no evidence of either were found, a lead attorney general, a different lead attorney general, immediately called off the search. So the day that she went missing, when everybody showed up, they were like, yep, nobody broke into any of the windows. There's nothing knocked over. And he was like, okay, done. We're getting the fuck out of here. That's it. Right? That's so crazy. Both of the nannies insisted that they had thoroughly searched her bed and the surrounding area and Paulette hadn't been wedged near or under her mattress. One sister said, quote, I looked in the bathroom, under the bed, and in the closet. I saw that she was not there, and I also went into the bedroom of the lady to look for her, to the bedroom of the other girl. And from there, we started looking for her again, and I went back to look for her in her bedroom. The other sister stated, quote, In fact, if it had been like that, I think we would have noticed, since thousands of people came to look for her, The bed was made. I never saw the mattress pulled back. I did not see a bundle or anything. 
It does not make sense to me that the body could have been there since Monday. No. Even more strange was the fact that a family friend came to stay in the days following Paulette's disappearance and slept in the kid's fucking bed. No. Yes. Yes. I also read somewhere that another family member slept in her bed. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, in the time she spent in the house, the bed was made on a daily basis and nobody noticed the girl's body or the bloody stains on the sheets as they appear on the forensic video. Huh. As a result, the friend was also investigated as a possible suspect, oh, Lord. but no charges were filed. During the investigation, an audio recording surfaced that apparently captured Lizette encouraging her seven-year-old daughter to keep quiet about Paulette's disappearance so the family wouldn't be blamed. Quote, little Lizette, the mother and daughter were both named Lizette, by the way, the older daughter, mm-hmm. asks, quote, why mom? And she replies, quote, because otherwise they will blame us for stealing her or that you took her away to be stolen. At first, Lizette claimed the recording was edited, so it sounded like she was telling her daughter to hide any information. She later accepted that these were, in fact, her words, but said, quote, I had the conversation with my daughter, but not in the context they showed it. Which is weird, but I also feel like... I would probably tell my seven-year-old daughter just to keep her mouth shut, knowing mm-hmm. that I'm a suspect in my daughter's death. Right? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's definitely that. What is, what strange ass shit are your kids going to mm-hmm. say? Mm-hmm. And when the pressure is on. Right? Yeah. Just be like, yeah, we, we don't need to talk about that. But that's also, I don't, I mean, like, I think that's definitely makes you seem more shady. It definitely makes you seem more shady, but... I, I could see both like sides. anything taken out of context yeah yeah be like yeah and daddy sells weed and the weed man was mad or you know and you're just like, right totally <laughs> like there's just a million things your kids could say that the police could latch on to and convict you and make you like put you away forever anyway yep so theories about what happened to this poor kid fyi no, i need i need to know courtney no they never o- no, reopened the case nope no. Oh, this remains no. a accidental death to oh, this day. No. Yes. How is that possible? I know. It's fucked up. I don't think it will I th- I'm sure they'll reopen the case. It's gotten a I lot hope of attention. So. But yeah. Yes. So the theories. First theory that everyone jumped on was that Lizette killed Paulette. Because Lizette was reported to be calm, cold, and lacking empathy after Paulette's disappearance. Her words and behavior were strange in her interviews, and some claim she wasn't super affectionate with her daughters. But, as everyone knows, those things are not remotely motive for murder. No. Her critics think she was too overwhelmed by the family's financial troubles and her failing marriage and killed Paulette to relieve her of some of the stress. But then, like, she hid the body and then put it back in the bed? Well, one neighbor reported that there was a strange bump when riding the elevator that appeared at the same time Paulette disappeared. So some think Lizette hid her in the elevator shaft while she figured out what to do next and then moved her to the foot of the bed for police to discover her body. Just leave her in the elevator shaft. Yeah. They'll, They'll find her eventually. Another theory is that the parents staged a kidnapping to relieve some of their financial troubles, but either panicked when the immediate attention grew to the extreme that it did, or left Paulette alone for too long 
and she accidentally died in the process of staging her kidnapping, which led them to plant her in her room to be found. Mm, Don't forget that Paulette couldn't really move. I know. Don't forget that she couldn't really move or communicate, so her parents could have easily left her alone while they arranged for her ransom if they didn't want to involve someone else in their plot. Mm, I don't like it. I don't, don't, and I don't really believe it, because they would have planted a ransom note. You don't go to stage a kidnapping of your daughter and then then, don't stage it. Right. And also, you're giving yourself your own money, so I'm sure there's a way to... (laughs) launder some on you know that's a good point yeah yeah unless they're (laughs) asking like i know lizette's family was very wealthy so maybe they're gonna ask her family for the money or something there are easier ways to get a loan you know you know by simply asking your rich parents for money that's yes so that's a real swift way to get some cash in your account yeah So there's a very far-fetched theory that Paulette's sister was trying to comfort her during one of their parents' fights and accidentally suffocated her. Oh, no. The parents would have then covered up the accident to protect their daughter, John Bonet Ramsey style. And of course, there's always the possibility that there was a general accident or someone, most likely Maurizio, killed Paulette out of frustration or to punish his wife for her infidelity. And they hatched the plan to cover it up. The father would have then used his connection to the attorney general to rule the death an accident and shift the suspicion to Lizette. Hmm. I think the father did it. Yeah, I was going to say that seems most likely, but it's also usually the dad or the husband. So, yep, yep. But then and wh- he, why did he hide the body and then bring it back? I don't. That's what I can't. I don't understand. I don't know what the purpose of that is. Just so then you can say, oh, it was an accident. Even well, though it clearly wasn't, thing feels very much like the last administration to me. Yeah, the last right. presidential administration. You know where these are fairly wealthy people who seem to have connections to power, and one of his good friends is the attorney general, and maybe the attorney general owed him a favor, and maybe the dad snapped because of the pressure, and then find out his wife was having an affair or what you know the financial issues who knows he had plenty of motive to kill his daughter called the attorney general in, and the attorney general like he'd already moved the daughter and the attorney general was like let's just put her back right you know and i'll just whatever i say if i say it enough people will move on yeah they won't question me it's not really how it works in mexico you know there's not a lot of People don't have a lot of control over what goes down in that country. So, well, I don't know how the if it's set up similarly. But if he says no, there's nothing here. It's not like the police can be like, no, there is. We're gonna open it again, or you know, it's, it seems like usually that's where the buck stops, right? Yes, and I think that's very much ex- what happened in this case, where he said, nope, it was an accident. She, you know, just it was a terrible accident. She asphyxiated at the bottom of her bed, and nobody saw her. And everyone's like, you can see the bed right here in this video. I mean, you can look up on YouTube right oh, now. Oh, I will. I'm so find, curious to see <laughs> yeah. what this bed looks like. Yeah. Find multiple videos of, like, the nanny holding the blankets in her hands, like the mattress exposed. Like, it's <sighs> clear that that kid was not in that bed for those nine days. Yeah. That's... Very, very clear clear that she was not but he put it out there and then the police staged this video and you know maybe the attorney attorney general staged the reenactment and they weren't very good at it wow. <laughs> you know like 
I don't know. But it's it so does, crazy. Yeah, it does seem like that's the most likely case. So yeah, the for sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. My in my brain just now is like case closed. Cha-ching. I know. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I don't do cold cases, but this one I'm like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. real clear what happened to this little girl. Yeah. So the attorney general was forced to stop giving interviews on the case after he botched so much of the information he'd been presenting, and he did end up resigning after the fact. Good. The final theory was that she had actually been there the entire time, but the case had been so mishandled, they simply hadn't searched thoroughly enough and had missed her tiny body. No. It would have been a case of too many cooks in the kitchen, each thinking the other had done a thorough job, and none of them had. Those nannies are going to search thoroughly. It's their job to be in charge of her. They're going to make sure she's not in that bed. Yeah, the first thing you do when you go to the bed, I mean, how many movies have we all watched? You pull back the covers, and the kid's not there, or the pillow is there because the kid sneaked out, and you yank those covers all the way back immediately immediately you look under the bed you look to the sides you make sure the kid isn't somewhere in that bed yeah and she's not the size of a fucking ferret she's a human (laughs) child you know she's petite because she's but she's premature three four four i mean right yeah yeah So this would mean that despite hundreds of people searching endless video of the bed and people making the bed, multiple people sleeping in the bed, and everyone missing the odor of decay for that long because there were so many blankets and sheets surrounding her little body, which there were not, but that was... (laughs) Then then nobody saw her in nine days. Nope. I And, you know, on Reddit, people were like, well... If it's a dry environment and do 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 do, there no. is a chance you would have not smelled the body. I put a can of black beans in my trash can the other day, open can of black mm-hmm. beans, and by the end of the day, it smelled like hell had ho- opened up in my kitchen and was sm- swallowing like the earth. Yes, you're in Mexico. It, it's warm. Yeah, I mean, no, no we don't need to get into the no. science behind decomposing bodies but no you're gonna notice that shit a zero percent chance hundreds of people would have missed that smell for nine days oh that poor little thing yeah the bottom line is whether foul play was involved or not the authorities did a terrible job of, of preserving and investigating the crime scene and presenting information to the public the family was divided and a little girl's death remains unsolved. <laughs> we gotta solve, is, it. solve it. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I don't think that that's probably gonna happen. No. I don't know what it would take to overturn something like this in Mexico. But I think it's probably really fucking hard. I yeah. think once the government says something that's sort of what it is move on yeah you know i don't know enough about it to say that conclusively but i just yeah and i don't i definitely don't want to shit talk mexico because i fucking love that Mm -hmm. place but i do know the government is not mm, the least corrupt government (laughs) (laughs) yep no i think that people would agree with us on that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well what a crazy yeah. story, man. Isn't that fucking weird? It's so weird. I have to I think I might have to look at the bed pictures right now. Yeah, pull it up. Oh yeah, no. No way. Right? It's just a bed. And there is no headboard or footboard. Not, not like Mm-mm. There isn't any. I was picturing, you know, like a a, a footboard. 
that is taller no. than the mattress, but that doesn't exist at all. No, there's just those little posts. And that picture was taken on the day she went missing. That was taken there's by the police. There's just no way. There's no, no way. Mm-mm. There isn't anywhere to hide. Exactly. It's very no. exposed. It's like a platform bed with a couple of sticks coming out of it, right? <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. It lo- it's yeah. like a canopy bed with very yeah. thin posts. Very thin. Yeah. Not even. It's like a post is a generous. Like when, I, when you say post, I think of like a bigger like pillar yeah this is more like slats sticks yeah sticks yeah it's just a little girl's bed it's not a big hulking beefy bed no there's just no way you would miss oh yeah no and the pictures showing where she was there's no way you would miss that (laughs) like zero possibility zero percent chance that she was just in there poor thing i know and what a fucking weird, I mean, I guess I can see, I can follow the train of logic where you're like, well, she was in bed and she's disabled. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. Like we should probably put her back in bed, but it would make more sense. Like I could make a more logical leap if they had found her say, you know, in the bottom of the closet or mm-hmm. behind a bureau or something, you know, right. and maybe she tried to get up to go to the bathroom or she got scared or you know like that depending on her i know she had really limited mobility she could bear she couldn't walk at all without assistance so right i think they were kind of going down that path but or just no i don't or just have her be disappeared right right i mean well and then you don't have any evidence of a you don't know what happened like right you know and then the Unless attorney have, general would just be like we don't have any evidence because I don't yeah. want to find any evidence and we're not going to pursue the case, you know, yeah. like, right. But instead the attorney general was like, no, if we just ruled it, yeah, put her back, let the police wow. find her Just say we missed it and she asphyxiated and that'll be that. And it worked. Oh, I hate it. I know it's a fucking terrible one. Terrible one. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> So rest in peace, poor Paulette. Yeah, fucking angel, you cutie pie. No, Did you see so pictures sorry. of her? Yes, angelic. She's, she's an angel. Little pumpkin. I hate it. I do too. That's well, all. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> what else do we have today to tell these people? That's not about. Nope. We already covered. Get your vaccine. Cover that at the top. Mm-hmm. What do we have? I've got some Patreon shout outs. I only have one name this week. It's a good one. Let's it's do Thaddeus, it. Thaddeus Coffin. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a great. Did we talk? We didn't do Thaddeus Coffin last time? We did not. It's, I keep very meticulous notes. I would not fuck up the names I presentation. Maybe it was in one of the stories we told. We talked about the like goth. Oh, it was the. F- it, I think it was a. Yeah, one of the episodes we talked about the goth photographer going to (laughs) it was a patreon episode yes going to the grave to the cemetery to take photos of grave sites yes Yes. his name would have been thaddeus Thaddeus coffin Coffin. right for sure that's why i thought we had covered this name already (laughs) his chosen name and his hot girlfriend who uh would have the velvet dress on and the choker Uh and would pose in the grave site her name would be raven her chosen name would be raven Yes, for sure. One hundred percent. Raven Midnight. 
Do people still watch The Crow? Is that something like that is vintage in a way that like Gen Z watches The Crow? Are you? Do you guys watch that movie? Is that something that has, has transcended on time? Yeah, it, that movie is terrible. But mm-hmm. good God, so, man! Yeah, that was the height of preteen like arousal when I was. <laughs> 12 and 13 years yes. old just nothing hotter than eric draven uh-huh. <laughs> i mean thaddeus coffin i mean thaddeus coffin god i yes. would have killed for a boyfriend named thaddeus coffin when i was oh 13 so i had much. our grandmother our grandmother so she's an amazing seamstress i had her sew me a fucking cloak <laughs> out of burgundy wool so beautiful with an antique clasp it was so beautiful and what that would like, you ever where, do with it? Well, okay. Let's go to central Indiana in the mid-90s. And my specific request for my grandmother to sew me a gothic cloak for my birthday. Where exactly did I think I was going to wear a gothic cloak in central Indiana in the mid-90s? Where Where did you think you were going to wear it? That's You just didn't think that far ahead. No, I was so excited to get it. And I was also like, what would I wear it with? I didn't, I wanted to be goth, but I, but I wasn't goth. Yeah. I didn't, I was kind of more of like a, like budding homosexual punk kid. I wasn't a goth kid. I didn't have the makeup. I didn't have the clothes. I really wanted them. So I think I just took a giant leap from not goth to cloak thinking that I I would just figure it out once I got there. Was it like Halloween? I don't. I don't even. Yeah, I had it a was, huge hood. Yeah, is that what you wore when we were when you were in marching major? band? Yes. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Sadie and I were in marching band. I don't know if we've covered that. I don't fucking know if we have. Sweet ass tidbit. Yeah. Yet we were both in marching band, both drum majors at mm-hmm. certain points. Yep, and we did um, Carmina Burana, mm-hmm. one state, no big deal. <laughs> and Small band. 1999 so no it wasn't it was 97 yeah um and i wore the cloak it was a very dramatic it's a very dramatic composition if i'm sure you're all familiar with it if you don't play it right now you'll be like oh i 100 know what that what carmina brana is (laughs) exactly and i i I came out on the field with my cloak up okay that's why i'm familiar so i have so many images of you in the cloak it's because of marching band yeah, but I didn't have the cloak design for that no, performance of Carmina but... Burana, the state state champion performance. <laughs> Carmina Burana. Could you imagine our band directors, like, or, or you know, whoever did the the outfits? You're like, oh wait, no, no, I've got this. You pull out this cloak, and they're like, oh my god, what are you? This is perfect. You just saved us hundreds of dollars. Serious, good job. Gorgeous cloak. Where did it come from? I just had my grandmother make it for me for absolutely no reason. Yeah, I just had it lying about. Where is I that also, cloak? It's long gone. Oh. I think I finally like moved to California or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not this person. I really desperately I wanted to be. Who has the cloak? Where did it end up? I hope that Thaddeus Coffin found it at mm. the local Goodwill and was so excited to give it to Raven for her 16th birthday. I think that's what happened. Yep. Do you want to do some shout outs? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Thank you so much to Michelle V. Michelle, very, very, very. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then she winks. 
Yeah. And you just have to guess what mm-hmm. she's very of. Yes. Because it's good. You definitely <laughs> want to guess. It's good. Thank you so much to Melissa B. Melissa Bad. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with babe. <laughs> bad babe. No, bad in a good way. <laughs> Thank you so much to Cassie E. I'm still stuck on bad in a good way. Like bad to the bone. Like 80, 90s bad. Oh, God. I just, that's the worst. I hate that fucking song. I'm yeah, so sorry. You're not that. You're not mm-hmm. bad in a good way that way. You're bad in a good way in the actual good way. Okay. Who is next today? Cassie E. Cassie Eck. Yeah. She's yeah. part of the family. She's part of the family. It's good to see you, Cassie. We love you. Yep. It's been a while. Why didn't you write? (laughs) (laughs) She becomes family. I immediately start guilting her for things she hasn't done. Ring, ring, ring. Therapist, something came up while we were recording the podcast this week. (laughs) Why am I so mean to the ones I love the most? (laughs) And last but not least, thank you so much to Kate S. Kate, suck it, everyone else. If you're not Kate, you wish you were. She will not let you be because she is so amazing and she's great, but she's also generous. So maybe she will let you be her. That's yeah. up to her. Yeah. Her body, her choice. That's right. That's what we and Her like body is a wonderland. <laughs> oh, Lord. Fact. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to go home. I think so, too. And my uh, Moderna is really kicking in. Oh, no. Stretch out your arm. It actually hurts a lot less. That was a good distraction. My arm was aching like a pound of bacon. Okay, (laughs) definitely time to go. (gasps) Uh, But it's still, is it worth getting, Courtney, for the arm pain? Uh, One million percent. It's how you know the chip is implanting. So if you feel, if it hurts, you know that the chip is adhering to your muscles. Yep. And And you'll never have to worry about anything again. (laughs) No, the government will just follow you wherever you go. They'll keep track of you to make sure you're safe and comfortable. And guess what else? Probably some sort of zombie army. They can control that arm Mm -hmm. that you put it in. Mm -hmm. Hi-ya! Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. That really fucking hurt (laughs) Too early for karate shopping. You can just say hi ya. Everyone knows what that means. I don't have to actually do it. Oh boy. Um, In the meantime, while we all transition to becoming controlled by the government as a zombie army, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can email us at They Will Pill. They Will Pill. (laughs) They Will Pill. You can try uh, it. Meaning a leave. For my boo-boo arm. And I will pill that after this. But you can also email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. Sure. And thank you, AJ Brigance, for our music. Thank you so much. And remember... Oh, you know what? Remember what? this. What? Allergy season right now in the northern hemisphere. Is that where we are? Oh, Yeah. Causes anxiety. <gasps> Don't forget that. We talked about it this time last year. I'm bringing it oh up again. God. 
I'm so glad that you're reminding me of that because every year my fucking anxiety spikes through the roof in the springtime. And I swear to God, for years I've been like, did something happen to me as a child that I've suppressed in the springtime? <laughs> that is, I'm not oh, kidding. No. No. Because I'm like, what is it? Why? Allergies. Allergies. Yeah, so don't forget that. I keep wanting to bring it up because my, my it, not this week so much, but last week my anxiety was really high. High. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> everything was fucking blooming. So. And migraines. Yeah, I've had yes. a baby migraine for like a week. Yep. Like, don't be scared if your eyes get floaters in them. That's something else I have to remember. I'm like, oh no, that's just a <laughs> low grade migraine. I'm not. No big deal. It's not macular not. degeneration. <laughs> it's not the brain eating, be- eating amoeba. Ooh, but it might be the government. Oh, well, now it is. Via Moderna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can see through my eyes. They're watching. <laughs> Okay, okay guys. please get your vaccine. Please yes, do please it. Please do it. It's fucking awesome. We can ha- we can see each other. Yeah, hugs, parties, singing, barbecue. Like sing straight into each other's mouths. It'll be great. We're gonna start that. It's gonna be a thing. They will kill straight into the mouth. Sing along. <laughs> so everyone. That's how you sing it to each other really wide uh stretch them out ah, oh, enunciate oh, ah, yeah, yeah. oh we love you guys we love go. you so much <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs>